0: In a world with custom calls, custom shotguns, and custom shotgun shells, why stop there? Why not custom decoy rigs made to hunt the way you hunt? From the jerk cords for the flooded timbers of Arkansas, to the long lines for the diver hunts of the Great Lakes, to the Texas rigs for the crawfish ponds of Louisiana and the rice fields of the Sacramento Valley. At A-Bears Custom Decoy Rigs, LLC, they have the rig for you. From their coated cable, to their patent tangle-free monofilament rigs, to their endless weight, shapes, and sizes, They have what you're looking for. Find them at www.AbearCustomDecoyRigs.com or find them on their Facebook page. Remember, get the rig for the way you hunt. Flyway Connections is also brought to you by DOW Outfitters. DOW is based out of Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, specializing in hunts in the flooded agricultural fields. They can also accommodate any group, whether it's a hunting trip with a family, corporation group, or buddies just going on a fun getaway trip. When you book a trip with DOW, you are guaranteed hard-working, knowledgeable guides, up-to-date, clean lodging, and positive attitudes from all their employees. DOW also takes pride in working with nonprofit organizations. If you're looking to book a hunt that includes great times and even better people, call Dustin Will Banks at 770-833-2708 or contact them at their Facebook page at DOW Outfitters. While you're there, go ahead and give them a like and follow to stay tuned and see what's going on during the season. You can also tune in to the action on Instagram at DOW Outfitter. Welcome back, everybody, to another show of Flyway Connections. Like always, my name is Chris. I'm here with my buddy Joe. Joe?
1: Hey, what's going on? Um, pretty excited. Duck season's in full swing. We're in the middle. Down here, we're kind of coming on the tail end, and it's our first uh, podcast of 2024.
0: Yeah, bro. That's crazy. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy because we think about it. What We started this, what, 2020? 20? When did we start this? 21 you sure yeah when you got out in 21 but i was living there when we started this yeah i was early 21
1: it was february february 21 was our first
0: episode shit 2024 that's crazy but yeah so we're gonna kind of like basically same thing shoot the shit we have some stuff that we're gonna talk about um some stuff I actually want to talk about. I'm going to kind of get Joe's input. I didn't really tell him, but uh, when we, before we started and, uh, we'll kind okay. of see what, yeah, I bro, we'll kind stop. of still have it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, kind of make this, in, uh, uh, interesting. Um, Sharp couldn't get on. He had, uh, you know, he's guiding right now. He had to clean birds or something around. I, don't, I remember what he had to do, but he, he had to get busy over there doing that stuff. So, um, but yeah, man. So first let's kind of start off with, uh, How's your season been going so far?
1: So you're la dude, it's been a weird one. Uh everyone who talks about the drought. I know mean, I'm hunting in Louisiana and um south, south Louisiana. Um I mean, the season's going good. First half of the season, everyone was you know, doom and gloom. We we didn't know what was gonna happen uh with the with the drought. But you know the birds are gonna be where the birds are gonna be. And they need food and water. And if you're in, like I've been saying all season, rice is king. Um, Rice is definitely king. Uh, I had rice fields. I stayed in the rice. I killed birds. Um, You can see on my social media, and I post a little bit on the um, Salt Connection social media. Uh, I stayed on birds really well during the first. The first split I was killing geese, specks, snows, a good amount of, um, you know, different uh, species of ducks, mainly the green-winged teal. I, uh, I will say this, if it wasn't for green-winged teal, I probably wouldn't have killed as much birds as I did. We killed a lot of green, this season was probably the most green-winged teal I've ever killed in my life, um. You know, usually down here in Louisiana, we get we get a lot of teal, we get a lot of gadwall, we get a lot of um, uh, spoonbills. This year, the spoonbills in the first split, we we, we shot some. I've had a, a couple of days where we shot a good amount of spoonbills, but the spoonbills tapered off, um, and it's just been really, really, it's, you know, green wing teal, green wing teal, green wing teal, green wing teal. Green-winged teal. Uh, I've had one day where we had a good diver shoot in the rice. Uh, we killed greenwing teal that day, spoonbills, and we killed at least one species of all the big divers that we get around here. We killed how uh, that day we killed a canvasback, a ringneck, a bluebill, and some redheads. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, yo, so there's something about the ringnecks, man. That uh, I don't know. I do like I, I do like shooting ringnecks.
1: Uh, yeah, I like shooting the ringnecks. Um, well, you kind of like shooting the ringnecks. So that was your first, you know. Yeah, that, that was, was my big, first. Like, you know, big hunts we were doing when you when you got in. You, I wanted a ringneck. Was your first bird you
0: killed, huh? Uh, it was oh. a bluebell, and then it was a ringneck. Remember that bluebell? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. You know, yeah. So your first hunt. You killed no. Your first duck was a green wing teal. I looked at it today. That picture.
0: No man, it wasn't. It was. You a killed a green
1: wing teal. That next day, we killed the blue wings and the um. uh it was went on. It was a Wednesday. uh, You shot a green wing teal. Then we went back Thursday to the refuge, and you shot a ring neck and a blue wing. For a blue bill. A blue bill.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Um, yeah. I mean, you're talking about like the the green wing teal and stuff like that. Saving honestly last year, man, that's all I was up here was, I mean, the pictures I sent were green wings, wood ducks, um, and local mallards and stuff. So man, honestly, I haven't got, but I only got a green wing here. Um, we don't really get uh, blue wings. I guess you, they, you can get them a little bit more North where the Oklahoma border is and stuff, but, um, it hasn't been too crazy, man. Um, my season has been kind of iffy. Uh, a lot of it has to do with life because of football, but uh, we kind of already uh, talked about that. And I think um, the hunt that I did in Arkansas was really fun, man. Got to see Sharp. It was good seeing him. Got to see the boys down there. Uh, besides just talking to them on uh, on uh, social media or doing these uh, Skype or podcasts and stuff, um, your boy uh, got... As, uh man, I lost on my train of thought. Um, what's the other guy there? The other dude from Tennessee that's up there. Oh, um, there's Jace. and yeah, then, Jace. Uh, Cisco. No, Jace. Jace is like, where were you at? And I was like,
1: oh, oh I mean, I you know, you know, I'm doing adult things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, wait, I wish I could have gone up with you. But dude, I was in the birds at that time down here. Uh hit or miss at that time. I know I was talking about you coming out. The birds were hit or miss. There's days we got. Um so I'm I'm here looking on the phone. You shot your first duck on November 15th, 2020. Was oh, it? Yep, it was a hen greenwing green, green, teal.
0: You know, it was a it was a hen. I do remember.
1: It was a hen, green wing teal, and then
0: uh, it could have been a woody. But if I was a wasn't a really good shot at butt
1: Then on on the sixteenth of November of two thousand twenty, you shot a ringneck and a bluebill.
0: Yeah, I do remember that bluebill. Yeah, Oh man. Uh, dude, those bluebills came in, dude.
1: That so that was a good, uh, you, that was a good way to end that hunt. Because <coughs> you remember the way the bluebills came in, they came in like a pack of fifteen. Yeah, and they all you heard like the roar, and they just all bowed up. They went right in front of us, and then everyone shot. We knocked down some bluebills. Uh, everyone shot at least one. Yeah. We all shot our one bluebill. We picked him up, and that was—I think—that's the way we ended that hunt. We kind of all looked at each other and was like, "Well, it ain't gonna." Was get that any the, last, the
0: end of that season? No,
1: that was slap dab in the middle of it. That was probably the first week or second week. No, no, okay,
0: I'm trying to remember that end of that season because I know the end of the season we caught, we shot a couple. Actually, it was that it was uh, that same year as when I almost stepped on that gator. I don't know if you remember. Yep. And uh, uh, yeah. We, we, I,
1: that was the last time of the season we killed a bunch of
0: bluebills and yeah. Our ringnecks. Yeah, that was good. That was a good yeah. hunt. You killed a bunch of green. I think that like fucking you? gator took one of my ringnecks, though. So. Yeah, no, no deal. Yeah, because I went over there, remember, because it <laughs> dropped over there. And that's where I saw that like, gator, took a picture. I was like, nope, small-ass gator. And then y'all looked at it was like, bro, that's not a small gator. Small gator? That's like a fucking <laughs> oh, It'll
1: still mess you up. Uh, good uh, thing it was
0: cold <clears> as shit.
1: yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, that was my season. I can't really complain, man. I'm having a good season. i sh- I've killed a bunch of spec. I've killed some. I've killed a lot. A good amount of snows. Uh, my last couple of hunts have been kind of slow, but it's starting to slow up for everybody. Um, that's a, for a podcast for a different day. Um, where we'll talk about what we think that's happening here in the in the southern duck hunting realm. Um, I got my theories everyone has their theories. I I, uh, I definitely want to take everyone's theories into consideration. Uh, I'm not saying my are the absolute, but it it seems like everyone's seeing a different, a different angle. You know what I'm saying? So you see, everyone looks at a picture and kind of like land nav when we were in the army. Yeah. You're looking for that sign in the middle of the woods. I'm looking straight in front of it. I see it. I don't see anything. But if I if I if I step two yards or two, you know, three meters to my left or right and I look at a different angle, well there's that, you know, there, there there's our, our point. So I think some guys I, I think a lot of us are just looking at different angles. Some angles and depending on what region you are in Louisiana, now I'm gonna speak just Louisiana, depending on what region you're in, you're seeing it at a different angle. I've talked to some guys They're hunting where I'm hunting, and it's you know doom and gloom. They go 45 minutes southeast, and it's the best ducking they ever had. So I mean, it's just. I mean, actually, that's a podcast for a different day. Um, but
0: I mean, man, I for me, I I don't know. And this is the naiveness of me. I to me, man, I I just think it's the weather. I think. But uh, I I think it's just the weather I think um, I I don't know man I think um, We just haven't had good weather Uh, I know recently Just right now uh, We're in The new year We're in the And they're starting to get Get some weather We're starting to get weather Here in Texas And starting to push But um, I'm actually looking At the ducks The migration Or the bird report And let's kind of see like what your thoughts are, but I mean, it's crazy, man. I think, uh, there's a lot of stuff, but, um, you hear me? Yeah. So. <clears throat>
1: yeah, I hear you. So it, it's funny that you said the weather, yeah. uh, because yeah, I've seen it different this season with the weather,
0: but have you seen, oh, okay, my bad. Go ahead and finish your point.
1: Well, um, so you know, everyone talks about a hey, bluebird days, clear skies. Those have been my worst days. That every day that I've killed this year was on some sort of weather system. Um, you know, it's either been uh, a south or north wind. Doesn't matter what, if it's a south or north wind, and it was on. Wind, rain, overcast. If I had those three things this season, I was killing birds.
0: So I, I was just kind of curious because I was looking at like the bird report and I know I had looked at it a couple, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. But like the green wing tail numbers are up and this is from DU 2023 waterfowl survey. But every other one, I don't know if you looked at this minus pintails were up, but every other one was down. Oh, canvas is back. We're slightly up. Um, but I don't know, man, I, for me, and th- this is just the naiveness and you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, we've kind of talked about this in the past and like there there's really no reason for birds to push if they don't have to push. Right. I mean, if they're, they're getting fed or whatever.
1: I mean I was watching a video today in North Dakota and there's there's still snow geese up there and there's you know then I'm watching videos of North and South Dakota that that still have fully plumed out uh blue wings. I mean the blue should be in South America from you know historical of how they migrate but um yeah I mean it's strange the teal season this year during teal season we had Spoonbills down here, which you know in Louisiana we we do keep some resident spoonbills, and um we had what do you call it? Um, we had pintails. We had a good amount of pintails during teal season. So it's like um you know, so you know, bird, you know different birds, different birds that come from different flight lines or different uh, family groups. They're gonna they're going to migrate down either on a calendar push or a, uh, weather push.
0: Um, but I mean, and- I think even, I mean, I don't know. And this is, can, this can kind of go into like a Joe Rogan type stuff because his conspiracies <laughs> his conspiracies and stuff. But like, even with like the weather change, man, like, how winners game. Oh, Joe Biden
1: hard. did that. That's all Joe Biden.
0: <laughs> 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 but, but, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, from, and I'm not the smartest guy. So, people, if you have that. If there's a, I don't know, what are they? Uh, a astro- uh, archeologist? No. What are the people that study weather? They study, uh, No, weather. Oh, uh, meteorologist. Uh, meteorologist. Yeah, meteorologist. I knew it was something that had to do with space. Which you know, uh, is it's the only yeah. job you can be wrong 50% of the time. Job. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, man, like uh, with the weather, the the way it's been like pushing and heat, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy. But uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we'll see We'll see what happens next year with the weather and stuff and birds. Oh, emission, it's, but, it's, well, it does. It's an election year. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Hopefully they get they like their birds a come or
1: something. Well, dude, I, I, I've said it plenty of times on a podcast and, um, heck my wife said it, uh, Megan the other day, she was like 2020 when she's like, it seemed like you killed the most birds. The years that we had major hurricanes, which this year we didn't have a major hurricane, but this was probably, I'll have to look at my numbers at the end of the season, but this is one of my better seasons. And it, I mean, it's all due to that first split. That first split was phenomenal, but like I was on fire. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I was killing birds. I was staying on them. Um, But yeah, it seems like years that I've had big weather pushes, even from the, from the South with the hurricanes or the years that I've killed the most birds. Um, I mean, I, I mean, if a viewer knows more than me on, on that the reason why, uh, please let me know, but definitely I mean, I, I mean, we don't want hurricanes down here in Louisiana, or maybe just little ones just little yeah ones.
0: <laughs> um, but I don't know, man, it's definitely a lot more like science and what i my my brain can comprehend oh, yeah. um, I mean how i it shooting a machine gun was definitely easier than. All that uh, science stuff, but, <laughs> I, um, but I, as far as like, I guess with the season coming up, man, I think, I mean, I'm ready to finish the season strong. I know uh, <clears throat> Arkansas is going to happen. We're still up in there about um, first week of February. I missed last man. I, I missed no. I missed. I think last I missed year. Both? Last year, yeah. So
1: when you got I a got car accident on the way yeah. there.
0: But, um, yeah, tr- my truck got totaled. It was like, oh man. So this season I'm going to try to, I'm definitely going to go up there, take the two little ones. Uh, cause I didn't know this. I found this out from you. It like, uh, their youth is, uh, 15 and under. So once they hit 16, um, it's no longer youth. So in Arkansas, so luckily yeah. Damien's, uh, still 15. He turned 16 next year, but he didn't turn 16 till June. So
1: right, yeah, he has two more
0: hunts. Yeah. So he'll be good for a little bit. And then, uh,
1: We'll
0: do that. Well,
1: now, is he fourteen or fifteen? He's fifteen. He'll be sixteen in June. Oh, yeah.
0: So yeah, this is his last one then.
1: Yeah, this is his last one. Yeah. So, so what was pretty cool is if anyone's seen it on um on Instagram and on the Facebook on my social media. Uh, you seen the bird that I killed? Well, I didn't kill it. I called it in, and uh, my oldest boy shot it last year in Arkansas on, on my youth day. It was that full tar belly. We just got it back from the taxidermist today. Uh, and he did a phenomenal job on that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, my taxi driver's hand in Louisiana is probably you know one of the best in the biz. i mean, granted everyone says that about their taxi drivers, but <laughs> but man, he he hasn't disappointed me yet. Um, but yeah, so you know, once we found out you know, last night, we're looking at it because we're all excited, and we looked at the age and we're like, oh, dude, Joey can't hunt. Yeah, and I was like, dang, and uh, it, it kind of meant it kind of made picking that bird up today a little more uh, special because right, out you know, that was your last your last youth hunt in Arkansas. You shot probably a bird of your lifetime. Yeah, you know, full tar belly, so that's pretty cool. Um, but like I said, he was like, well, you and Landing can go up, and I'm I'll just stay here. And Josie at that age where you know, I only got a few more years with them. So I kind of was like, no, dude, uh, down here in Louisiana, 17 and younger is considered youth on youth day. And I was like, well, no, if I'm going to hunt, I got plenty of places here. I can hunt. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely hunt with you the last couple of times. For, you know, you get ready to ship off to college or whatever your, your plans are for your adult life. Um, you know, cause like we always said, you know, my best hunting partners call me dad. I kind of, you know. And, for the viewers, I, I kind of stay true to that. Um, if I have a chance to hunt with my kids or not, or, you know, I'm not going to chase a hunt if my kids can't hunt uh, with yeah. me. So if I have the opportunity. So uh <clears throat> kind of sucks. Um, it doesn't suck that I'm, I'm not going to hunt it. I just kind of wanted to share that experience with my kids one more time. Uh, but and I, I, I told Joey, gives me a reason to join the military. <laughs> so you get he gets hunting days uh but yeah i mean dude, it, sh- it should be a good hunt uh for you guys it all depends on the weather um yeah I'm, that's gonna be pretty
0: pretty stoked um dude, yeah. do you hear what what's up i say yeah because it it's probably going to be uh, me Damien. And then, uh, so Ariana. people don't know my youngest, uh, youngest daughter. She just, I guess got that age where I, I feel comfortable sh- her shooting a shotgun. So she got the four ten single shot, but she hasn't been able to shoot it and she's been out hunting with me, but she hasn't been able to shoot because she fractured her humerus. That's funny. Right. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's <a> dumb joke, <laughs> but she fractured her humerus. Um, so she was in that she was in a sling for a little bit. So uh she got range of motion, uh, trying to get uh build some muscle stability. But they're young, so they they recover quick from that. So they're like, well, um, yeah, so she'll be uh hunt in February, she'll be good enough to shoot her four ten. So hopefully I can get her on a bird, but uh it'll be her first official hunt. She's been out with me a couple times when I've hunted, but and usually when I take them out they have taking a a BB gun or they just blow a duck call and sound like they're dead. (laughs) Probably better than their dad, to be honest. (laughs) But um, yeah, man. And then uh, I don't know, man, next year, what's the big plan for Flyway Connections?
1: Uh, Dude, so the next big plan, we're actually getting ready to record it tomorrow. And it'll probably release the next month or the end of this month where our new segments gonna be calls so we so this year I've got a lot I'm not gonna say any viewers names um, just in the you know if some people get embarrassed about asking questions uh, like I said feel free to always message and ask questions uh, I actually really like talking about it I like talking about ducks I like talking about I'm a geardo when it comes to duck hunting so I've got a lot of viewers who've uh, messaged me and some viewers more in depth of it talking and asking about calls. And I, I, I know a thing or two about a call on um, different brands of calls, but this year kind of like to me, what we did last uh, our last season is was the, on, on the guide segments. This year we're doing call segments. So this year we're going to have episodes of call makers, the owner of these call companies talking about their calls and kind of doing a question and answer about their calls, how to get them, what, you know, what, you know, hunting, how, you know, everything about the call company and the call maker. And why should someone think about getting that call? Because, you know, some of these calls, done, the, when the way on social media is back, like when I first started hunting, there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram, and to get a custom call you had to go to a hunting expo or some of these call calling competitions and you'd see someone with a booth or whatnot, and you go get these custom calls if not, you were kind of at mercy of whatever your local uh, hunting store had it'd, say it'd be Bass Pro or Cabela's or you know, if you're lucky enough to live in the Stuttgart area uh, Max Prairie Wings if you're in Jonesboro, D&W if you're down here in Louisiana, you have Simmons, you know, then up north, you had Rogers and Presley's. Um, so and definitely every region kind of held their their local whatever calls were big. So on the West Coast, there was a lot of um, uh, J.J. Layers. Uh, and then you had your R&Ts and stuff like that, your big, you know, big brick-and-mortar companies. But now there's all these call companies that – Uh, Sorry about that, but um, you don't get to see them in your Cabela's, so, you know, like one of them's RNT, um, not RNT, RMC calls, uh, uh, Pond Creek calls, um, uh, Parish Game calls, uh, Parish Duck calls, Uh, you don't really get to see them in stores very much. Um, so we're gonna have these guys come on and talk about their calls. So it kind of gives the consumer a little bit of a background before if, if they want to go online and pick up one of their calls. Um, because, like I said before, you know no, you know, you had to de- to find some of these guys. you had to see them at a um expo. now you see, you get to see them online, but you don't really get to try their calls out. I mean, you get hear sound, sound profiles, but the sound profile, the way I blow a call is different than the way Sharp blows a call, which is different than the way Chris blows a call. So it, it, it's going to kind of give us time to hear from the call makers, um, the inventor of these calls, you know, to talk about their calls and why people should buy you know, buy their calls and try them
0: out. You know what I was thinking, man, that, that we're talking about? Go ahead. My bad.
1: Oh, no. So that's this year. That's one thing everyone knows that I hunt, um, RM calls, you know that religiously. Not you know for duck calls an RM. For goose calls is Rysling, and then a whistle's a whistle. Just find one, find one that you like. Um, but this year, I bought some more calls. <laughs> Fancy that. Yeah. And I've been hunting a lot of different calls, you know, kind of so we do these segments. Like I you know some of these call companies, I have um, you know familiarization with their calls and. This year is pretty cool. I I've, I've, I killed a lot of you know, birds over different call companies this year. Uh, and it kind of gave me like, like an enlightenment of calls and, you know, more, more so of the calls. Um, you know, and one thing I, you know, I found out and uh, if you, if for the viewers is, you know, I've always tuned calls to myself and then there's some calls I'll pick up and I'll, Go blow a call. I'm like, um uh, I can't really blow this call very well, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hunt it, or I wouldn't. Um, kind of like you know, when I was at Delta last year, I, or two years ago, I blew a um a a rice and duck call when I did not sound very good on it. Um, but a rice and spec call, I sound, I sound, pretty, I'm, I'm killing birds. So. Stump from RM came out with a, an Instagram live, and it's it's on this thing where you can go go to uh, RM Custom Calls uh, Instagram. It's on there. It's a video on there, a reel that he did. And I have to tell it's almost like a forty five minute segment of him taking calls and tuning them to you exactly. And he talks about how to do with different call companies. So then I, you know, I got some of these call companies that you know I didn't sound the greatest on. Took a new reed, started from scratch with the reed, dog eared them, cut, you know, did a cut, did some micro tuning, changed some quartz out, you know, got a bunch of different different types of cork. And now I've been hunting. I've been hunting with a riceling, and I've been killing birds, and I'm sounding really good on them. A, a ricin is, is a, you know, a call that I'll have on my landing from time to time. Uh, you know, today I was hunting one of Carver's, for, um, I mean, Carver, uh, Forrest Carver Hall's calls from um, Pound. Yeah, my bad, Forrest. Uh, and I, it's a call that I, you know, it's a very mellow sounding call it's an African blackbird call and I it's very it's very ducky sound. It's not the loudest call, but it's a very mellow ducky call that uh with late season birds, I think it sounds good and I, I get a reaction out of late season birds. Um and then I'll still hunt an OTP from RM. I'll hunt a cold weather fam, you know, depending where I'm hunting. I've hunted a rocking R a a lot this year i've been hunting some cut downs and um yeah i just i've just kind of been having fun this season hunting some of these new calls from different companies kind of so you know getting ready for this new segment that we're, we're coming out uh with uh uh the file connection and chris if you want to talk about this other segment we're having uh with um our partnership with edelwald Outdoors.
0: Yeah, so we're getting Jay- Jason on a good buddy. He's been on the show uh, twice already. Um good friend of ours, I mean Joe, uh I mean you guys went on a hunt this past uh, season, so um he's uh he's an outdoorsman, of outdoorsman. Um he kind of reminds me of uh, I mean, he loves to cook any um anything that you can put on the table, he's going to he's going to make a recipe out of and that I've talked to him personally one-on-one and to get some recipes and um, instead of cooking waterfowl and putting uh, putting them in a jalapeno and bacon, not that it's not bad, that I mean it tastes amazing. But I did the duck olive kind of helped me out with it, and man, that was that was awesome. Um, but we're doing a segment uh, once a month. Uh, what is it? About twenty minutes long. Yeah, it's
1: twenty minutes long, and it's a it goes step by step of from start to finish on how to cook a wild waterfowl dish so i think last month you guys have already heard was the duck fajitas duck um quesadillas with, with teal this week which will be on this podcast on the end of it we're doing a french dish and i'm gonna look it up because I'm, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah man uh talking about these, uh, the recipes and even the duck call things. Like, I wonder if there's a way where we can kind of get the viewers, even on social media, reach out to us on what y'all want to, even the questions that we have. I don't know if we, Joe would want to, but maybe we can make a list of who we're going to have on the show. Um, or even like, um, who's going to be on that week and then, you know, send us questions or, you know, yeah. send us into that message.
1: So this week is a goose leg, I'm going to pronounce it super wrong. Conca ka vin Kong-Ka-Vin? Kong-ka-vin. Kong. So, dude, you know, it's... Everybody a- in... <laughs>
0: everybody in Louisiana right now is talking shit. <laughs> Anchor, Bill, <laughs> Hayden, <laughs> uh, Roland, Everybody is talking shit right now. Jason,
1: yeah, <laughs> like, my apologies. You know, come, yeah. come it's simmered in red wine. Is what it means. What translates in um in English, but yeah. Um, like I said, you know, at the end of this show, we're are it's going to be on this actual podcast. And dude, the way he made it sound like it's so fancy. And we're talking about. It. I was like, God dang, bro. You know, viewers you know, like you. You have knuckle to <laughs> Yeah, and then he explained it start to finish. I'm like, dude, that's it. That's easy. I'm like, oh dang, you know, e- you know, it's so easy. Even Chris can do it. Heck, yeah, Sharp right. can do that. And it, you know, and it was something that's so. I'm like, God dang, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, so super excited. I'm I, you know, anytime I get to work with Jason from Metal Outdoors. um, Jason's a great guy. I you know. I hosted a hunt down here uh, and had him and his daughter come out. They shot some teal. Oh, super good. It was super fun. Um, yeah. And, um, super fun. If you go look on his, um, his Instagram, he had on his uh, real game. T- I can be any stuck. He's going to tow me out. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a great day. Oh, the Chevy towed the Ford. out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it is. It, it was my finest moment in life, <laughs> but um, yeah, but it was a good time. And then, you know, we're gonna let the cat out of the bag. The next one we're gonna do is the proper popper. Mm. It's a pro. It's how to properly cook a duck popper. You know, so you know, because most people have it, but they don't season it. It's just bacon, duck, cream cheese, pepper. Yeah. No seasoning, no nothing. So we're gonna talk about how to actually properly cook it, how to keep the duck medium rare with the bacon, how to season it so you're getting the most out of the bacon and the duck, and you know how not to overpower with the jalapeno, how to how to keep you know everything medium with the um you know the neutral flavor of of a cream cheese, and yeah. So we were talking about that, and you know after we. Let, let that segment out. We're like, Oh, do you were to talk about the proper popper? Like, yeah. Like, oh, that sounds, you know, that sounds
0: phenomenal. Yeah. I got to uh, get on that one. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, and I will talk to Jason more on it too, man. I think everybody, uh, some people want the hot, hotness and some people don't. So it's just finding your balance, but man, Jason's really good at that too. Um, so, but man, I got I definitely gotta be on that one. But, um, so we we talked about that. Uh, there is another one, man. I wanted to find out, I haven't talked to you much about it and we've heard about it. We've talked a little bit about it and I know we can kind of talk a little bit about it. Cause it's already been on social media but oh, yeah. from Louisiana. Man. <laughs> Shamir, Yo, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've
1: been, you know, I I have some great guys down here in Louisiana that's really taken care of me when I moved down here. Um, now I can't say I mean, Hey, Mr. A- Damon Avier from Avery Custom Calls. Hey, that dude, check him out. Go get not custom calls, custom duck rigs. My bad. Um, favors, custom rigs, such a great guy. He's helped me out. They're the only rigs I run. They're, I'm they're the best rigs on the market. Period. Don't care. People say whatever. Go check them out. Go buy them. Go buy two dozen of them and go hunting. And then go hunting with your other whatever uh, Walmart select ones. And, and let me know how, how how it is at two in the morning in the middle of the refuge where you walked in, now you're untangling, freaking uh, a monofilament.
0: Yeah, it's not
1: fun. And you want to you, you, you drown your hunting partners and your kids.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and I'm talking about this from experience. But, um, yeah, Mr. A-Bear from A-Bear Custom uh, Rigs he got me, you know, he's kind of partnering up and he knows some people with this new bismuth round that's coming out. And, uh, I was able to test it. I was able to do some testing on it. And I, I patterned a few and then I hunted with, um, a hundred with, with, a, with a, a few different loads. And yeah, bud, they're, they're the business. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're it. And, you know, not taking it for any other, I mean, you know, there's tons of bismuth rounds out now. Some better than others. Uh, But I mean, I like, I haven't shot a business show that I didn't like right now. Uh, there's some that I think are performing a lot better than others. I like like this year, this season I was shooting um boss, I was shooting boss bismuth from teal season until recently just now i ran out i you know, I, I shot all my i ran out of my case but i was shooting um their what do you call it? their stinger loads uh i shoot by if i if I buy boss I get, I get their stinger loads saves my shoulders easy on the gun and it's an ounce load and this year shooting two and three quarter number sevens i killed everything from teal in september to I was killing specs and snow geese with number seven two and three quarter. Um, um I killed two snow geese you know this year in the same day. You know I laid them out just stoned. Boom! I'm out and I and I and they weren't. I mean they were shot out of an improved cylinder choke, and I shot you know I shot and that pattern density and everything it, and that. the the bismuth that's having them was the same density as lead. And, you know, it's, it's a lot better performance than steel. I mean, it it crushed them. And you, and you're, you're thinking, it made me think in my head, I'm over here. Guys are using BBs and number two steel and taking these shots on, on, you know, on some of these birds on these geese. And I'm crushing, I'm crushing them with number sevens you know, with a way better uh, pattern density and um, yeah. So yeah, but just, yeah, I am super excited to see what Chenier shells does and um, where they go. And like I said, that's, that's one, sh- one shell that I'm gonna buy probably a case or two of next year and, and run them and see how I like them. Uh, and yeah. the I was able, like I said, I was able to to test a couple boxes and, um, I definitely, you know, I definitely like what I've seen so far.
0: Yeah. And I'm definitely gonna, uh, man, I'm actually really intrigued. I know I talked to Mr. A and I haven't made my way back there. Mr. A If you listen to this. I apologize. I definitely need to get a hold of him, but I know, uh, he said when I get down there, I uh, hit him up. He has something for me. So I'm assuming, I hope it's, uh, but it is what it is, man. Um, I I'm with you, man. I, I really enjoy the business. Um, this year I was shooting, shooting three and five stinger loads. And uh, actually when I went to Arkansas, I just shot a modified choke with three and fives. Um, And bro, we were, I mean, you can ask uh, David who who guided us that day. I mean, Davis, 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 the first light came out and boom, boom, laid them all three out, three shots. It was crazy. Um, But it was, it was good, man. My buddy uh, Adam, he was shooting. Uh, he he got that rich, rich money. He was shooting tons. Uh, he was shooting yeah, Tunson. Apex. Uh, no, he was shooting. I think it's the federal ones. Oh. Yeah, but he oh, was uh, the Tung- black cloud.
1: The Tungsten, TSS. Black yeah, cloud TSS. TSS. Yeah, Bro, I like that stuff. Dude, I like Tungsten, Period. Uh, I've been t- It's t- just money, man. <laughs> it is money, and I shoot on special occasions. Uh Dude, I like having that number nine tungsten,
0: bro. I think, I think he was shooting sevens. Yeah. And sevens
1: are what they're saying is their goose load.
0: Oh, like bro. He, gets, lay, he laid And when I saw him shoot, he laid folded. One of because three spin, spoon bills that came in early morning, <laughs> bop, bop, <laughs> all three of us. I don't know what the other guy was shooting, but I was shooting the stinger load three and fives. And then he was shooting the TSSs.
1: Davis is probably the shooting boss or um, a heavy shot. If yeah, I mean I had I know. with Davis quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, um, it's you know, it's yeah TSS man. I mean Apex uses their TSS number sevens is what they what, what they're considering a goose load. Right. And you look at even with even with lead number seven lead we're shooting at doves. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, that just tells you how much more superior that that TSS, that tungsten, is than
0: a lead or lead, especially steel. You know. I will say, shot? man, I have not shot tungsten yet. You yeah, haven't, dude. Just go buy a box. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I'm gonna buy one next year. No,
1: so do it when you go to Arkansas. Hear me out. You're going to Arkansas. Uh, you're gonna go there for one hunt stop over at i'm gonna say you're gonna have to pass uh <coughs> you're gonna have to pass max's and maxs has apex they have apex tungsten I was there last time yeah and they, and they have the uh, they other tungsten steel blend as well um yeah that's good stuff buy one box of the tungsten straight tungsten That I I, I think that will be good and uh, good enough for that one hunt. It's one hunt, and you know, yeah. you might spend fifty bucks on a box of shells seventy bucks. Um, but yeah, just go using that one hunt. Get number yeah. sevens and shoot ducks and geese and whatever the heck you want. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, when you watch it, when the you know, I think it was you one day, uh, dude. I was using number nine tungsten. And we're shooting wood ducks at buntings,
0: and it was the day That's I amazing, tripled. Man. We shoot. You well know, I do remember you tripling, but we shot a lot of wood ducks and buntings. Yeah,
1: it was what, that one day I tripled, and not to pick on you, you're shooting Niagara, and there's nothing wrong with my Agra, but
0: you're shooting. I steel. didn't shoot my Agra.
1: It Wasn't my Agra. So you're uh, shooting. Yeah,
0: steel. I, yeah, the only still I shoot is the the Kent. Remember the fast steel? Yep, I think we yep. got them at. Um, Matter of fact, we, we got him in Alexandria. I don't even really remember. Uh Security Sports. Yeah, there we go. So
1: you're shooting a steal. Um, and there's nothing wrong with Kent. I, sh- I mean, I have Kent that I shoot. But we we both shot. We had that big group of wood ducks come in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Boom, boom, boom. Those ducks, I mean, dude, that number nine. When they hit, those ducks were light out, done. Uh, there was nothing, nothing. They're just dead. They're just lights are out.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I think.
1: You, and you cripped some.
0: Yeah, I did crip some. I do remember now. But I think, uh, so I, I, I mean, obviously, I, me personally, my experience, I'm not going to talk from everybody else's experience, but I do know that, you know, steel, I mean, I, I've had more crips with steel than I've had with bismuth. I haven't shot TSS a soon yet, but um, I will say, um, the reason I do do that uh, is because once I got uh, a pattern master code black duck um, yeah. it did make my steel shot a whole lot better um yeah. but but comma um if you're shooting boss you don't want to shoot uh, restricted uh, or um, um god the uh, uh studs the stud there you go. the studs on so, the, you know I've side. shot
1: it with it and I've killed birds. Now, I will say this. Um, I mean, I'm, 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 I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm going to say this is my opinion to my podcast. For all of our podcasts, i sue me if these are the companies want. I like Boss. I shoot Boss. Um, boss, until this until the Chenier shell comes out, until Chenier, shell, Chenier has already put the prices out, they rival bosses prices and you get 250 shells per case mm-hmm. where boss I'm only getting 200 and um, I have the prices right here. Now the price that I, I put out.
0: I think, I think with that too is like, I like shooting my pattern master choke. Um, so the fact that, you know, it's not a bot the boss wad. I can still shoot bismuth with those.
1: So what Shanier's coming out with, the gauges are coming out with is 410, 28, 20, and 12. So a case of two and three-quarter number, um, 7 eighth, uh, ounce load for a number of 7 or, or number 5, is, you know, a case is
0: 250.
1: Yeah. For 20-gauge, for a, Three inch, uh, one ounce and an eighth, either in seven, five, or four, is for 250 sh- uh, shells, is $250. All right. For your 12 gauge, they come in uh, two and three quarter, and then uh, in three inch, two and three quarter, one ounce and a fourth, three inch. One ounce and three eighths, and then a three inch, oh, well, an ounce and a half. Ounce and a half is the number four. So their most expensive load is going to be a twelve gauge three inch, uh, ounce and a half number four, for two hundred and fifty is three hundred and fifty dollars. That's about yeah. that's the exact same price as Boss, with fifty less shells. Nothing against Boss. I like Boss. I'm still going to buy probably certainly use some of their stinger loads. I realize their stinger loads are easy while shooting some of my older guns, but you're foolish to say that this load or this company's coming out with this shell and this parameter that rivals or equals everyone else, and it's the same price or less for more. Yeah, uh, I mean, and I think now that, uh, after talking to me, he said you know prices will vary due to material and you know the cost of material because it is a business. These guys are trying to make money; they got families to feed and stuff. But from what, from you know, and it's not shooting. with the the one my downside with bonds was they're shooting like those little small old school cup. Um, I call them the water cap. Uh, this is a full wad with the wings and all that. And I can shoot it out on my Pattern Master. And I don't care what no one says. I like Pattern Master. It has a, uh, you know, this pattern density is there. You know, I think, not, obviously, there's something to this stud, uh, the, the, the studs, with, uh, the wad shipping technology, because there's other companies now that are using the same technology. Uh, I think Rob Roberts is coming out with a um with a Robs uh, with a wall stripping uh choke. Yeah. So and then, there, you know there's something to it.
0: Yeah, and that that's what I was gonna get at, man. Is like don't get me wrong. I I, I love boss. I, I honestly that's all I shot this whole season was boss. It was the stinger load, three and fives, perfect load. I don't need a choke, but there's something I when I first started hunting, I I started shoot, shooting with Pattern Master and I just, I, I've seen Pattern Master, it works. It was shooting steel, but now I can shoot a bismuth out of it and it's still gonna do effect, its effect, if not more. Um, yeah. In theory, again, I don't know the science behind this. I'm not, you know, don't, you know, I, by all means, I, I wanna hear from the viewers and listeners and explain the science to me. Um, but from my understanding, in theory, you know, shooting a bismuth round um, out of a Pattern Master choke with the, I, it's just going to do more damage and less a whole lot less crips. Um, but again, man, this last hunt in Arkansas, this whole season, I've shot nothing but Boss. That's the only thing I've shot. I haven't shot uh, Steel this season. Oh, will you shoot um, Pattern Master? Uh, well, uh, if I'm shooting my my Soger, I shoot uh, the Pattern Master uh code black just because it's just a uh a, a modified uh choke or and um so I can I can shoot uh not the code black the um black cloud black cloud choke. Yeah. Um I'll shoot that with the uh boss or if I shoot the Nova, which I that's what I shot uh the good old, old faithful that's what I shot in Arkansas. I brought the Nova out the pump and and it did wonders and all I had was a modified in there. And <laughs> hey, man we were I think the first three spoonbills that came in early morning.
1: If that noble could talk.
0: Oh yeah, man. They, <laughs> they had, I think those birds were a little, just a little bit past 35 yards, maybe 40 yards. And man, it laid them out. They folded. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not, again, um, everybody has their opinions. Everybody has what, what they like. Dude, that's what
1: I've learned about waterfowl. There's three things that I, you know, I don't like discussing very much. You know, like, like, like people say there's there are two topics you never discuss with family, sex and uh, politics.
0: Or, yeah, there's things you don't talk about in the bar, religion and politics.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. three things that you don't talk about in Waterfowl that people get still opinionated about. Duck calls. You know, every duck call company is the best. And then, you know, the one the duck call you blow is the best one there. there is. Chokes. You know, everyone's chokes are better than everyone else's. And the one you shoot is better than everyone else. And that's, you know, opinions are fact and everyone's an expert. Yeah. And the third one is dog trainers. I've learned that every dog, everyone, everyone's dog trainer is the best, and you can't tell many otherwise. And yeah, it's just a way to start an argument. Or
0: man, I, I think, I think it's everything, man. Uh, waterfowl is just like, you can, we can talk about waiters and which one's better. I mean, we've had that conversation, so it's just everything. Because look at uh, good friends of ours that I mean, they don't they don't wear they don't shoot the same. I mean, we might wear the same stuff, but they don't shoot. They use different chokes, um, you know. But I think we all understand, like, hey, we have our preferences, but this is what works for me. Um, yeah. What works for me may not work for you. I mean, look at uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, Roland can he'll probably. Message me. He's like, man, I don't shoot that, but I think he shoots uh, a Carlson, doesn't he? Uh, no, he shoots a last... uh, a pattern master. He's um. Does he? Yeah, he's Who a patternmaster. The... Yeah. Okay, no, nah, that <clears> wasn't <throat> him. Like, somebody that shoots just shoots Carlson. And was I Carl there's nothing wrong with Carlson. You, uh, are
1: talking uh, Joey, my son shoots. I know Carlson.
0: Joey, I know Joey shoots that, yeah. but somebody or I don't know, man, but. I, I just think it's just one of those things you're going to, everybody's going to have their opinion and what works for you. Look at the sharp, sharp, uh, loves the sheen. Dude,
1: it's starting to wear on me. I, I I'm a Drake guy. And I, um, so i yo man, I just bought a pair of Drake, um, bibs, uh, yeah. next year's if we hunt the rice. I think I'm gonna hunt bibs more with uh hip boots. Um but dude, I, I love the waiters I have I love. So I've been telling how many hunts I've been doing with my waiters before I got my first leak. Yeah. And this year I got my first leak in those Drake front zips. It was easy patched, but it wasn't at a seam. None of the seams failed. It was just wear. It was a wear rub wear on the outside of the, gar- of, of the waiter that uh, pretty much just rubbed a hole. And I don't know if it was coming in and out of the metal pit, or walking in the rice double that kind of just kind of, but it wore, you know, you know, you know on a pair of jeans where it kind of rubs, rubs, rubs and the, and the denim kind of like wears out. Yeah. Then that's kind of what it did. Um, I felt the, you know I, it wasn't a lot of water. I took a little patch kit, I patched it up with the patch kit, and it's fine now um I used live for the viewers Loctite has a vinyl loctite now <laughs> and that's what I use I didn't use aqua seal I used the the Loct- vinyl loctite from uh the brand Loctite and uh, did that worked phenomenal with the reasonable waiters It was it closed that hole up patched it you know, I haven't had a leak yet. Now I got, uh, I got 65 hunts out of them before my first week. And, um, I mean, 65 hunts isn't, I mean, that's, uh, no, that's two, two seasons of hunting. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it kind of goes back to how much are you hunting and how much you want to spend. um, so now, like I can, I can, you know, with Drake, you get two year warranty on them, or one year. I don't, I don't remember. I got mine on sale. Nothing against Drake, but you know, I got them on sale, so I, you know there wasn't a, a warranty on them because they're a sale item. So I mean, I still like them. They're, I mean, yeah. they're patched up. Uh, I mean, I can see why these guys are getting Sheens and um, the Sitkas, you know you know, it's because I warned you, you get every I mean, heck, um, who just came out of a new friend zip? Um, dive bomb. Dive bomb came out of the new friend zip this I didn't year. know
0: That
1: yeah, dive bomb has a waiter that, I mean, it looks identical to a Cisco waiter.
0: I mean, there's a lot of, Oh, I don't know. There's a couple of friends that, uh, those canvas back guys have a friend zip, but,
1: um, yeah, and they, they look I mean, I mean, sure.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm honest. Like, <laughs>
1: do you still have those waiters?
0: No, but uh, <laughs> how many you know, hunts did I, you get out of those waiters? Uh, one, and I leaked.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they—they—they they, they, they probably don't even listen to us. we were a bunch of nobodies. But if they did listen to us, I mean, yeah, everybody. Was I mean.
0: But I mean, I will say, man, they did they did return the money. They, I mean, they oh, offered yeah. the they have the warranty thing too. They they uh, they were they were going to replace them. And, but, but I think at the time take? I was uh, frustrated. How long didn't did it, it take to return the money? No, no, the, the money. How long did it take to replace them? Oh, I don't know because I didn't because get it took it me six gonna... months to get them after buying them. Yeah, I don't know when when they were going to replace them. I I just I just wanted them. I yeah. just, honestly. And this was their first release. I get it. You know, the first year. It is what it is. I'm not going to... I'm not... I, I don't know if I, I... I don't know, man. I'm not going to knock them too bad. Um, oh, no. I don't want to knock
1: anyone. But I want but, consumers to think about this. When you yeah, look yeah. at this gear, if I get a leak, and you're like, oh, well, there is a warranty. Well, Bud... How long uh, do you wait?
0: Yeah, I don't know how might, long You I might wait. not get
1: back to after the season. Yeah. Well, are you going to go... Are you, now, I, now you spent a thousand dollars on a pair of waiters. Now, yeah. what do you do? Do you do you go buy another loaner or a, a backup pair now for another three hundred dollars? Now you're thirteen thirteen hundred dollars in on, on waiters. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just. I'm not saying yeah. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm I'm I mean, I'm either here or there with it. I mean, I have a second pair of waiters. Uh, they're banded. They leak a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: I think I think it just. I don't know, man. I don't know how long it would have taken from when I had the conversation. Oh, we'll send some out to you. I don't know how long that was going to be, but um, I, I, I think I was at a point where it was already like, oh man, it's been this long. I'm like, I just don't want to deal with it right now. But I'd be honest, I've had my Cabela's and then they haven't leaked yet. I was about to say, yeah, your Cabela's I- the Cabela's haven't leaked. They two 200 some dollars. Um, the first waiters that we had leaks in, they're a little bit cheaper. Um, was Damien's frog tog, Um, Aaron's, uh, she, I got her Academy, uh, Magellan Magellans. Ones, and they haven't leaked, but comma, she doesn't hunt as much as I do and doesn't go out as much as a lot of other people do. So, um, but, uh, the first one's a leak, uh, and, but Damien's used those quite a bit. I've worn, I've actually worn his because they're neoprene. Um, but, and I have the breathable, uh, the cabela ones but when it's cold man them neoprene are nice yeah i hunted
1: neoprene for the longest i'll tell you this i i, I tell people if i was to go back up to hunt, hunt up north and if i hunted in nebraska northern nebraska all the time i could hunt out. i would be hunting neoprene um
0: yeah <clears throat> but my cabelas i mean hell man you were there when i bought them when i got them so they yeah. haven't leaked i mean we've been in uh we've been going, we've been through beaver sleuth with them with, you and know. you've
1: had those since 2020.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. TLC so, I mean in it, 2020. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I've had those for a while. Um, I've hunted them in Arkansas, hunt them in Louisiana, in the beaver sleuths, us walking through, uh, timber, uh, getting hit by spikes. I mean, hell, um, I mean, I've walked through them and through fields, through, uh, stubble through uh, thorns and nothing, man. Still still not leaking. I, I'm <laughs> knock on wood because now I just jinxed myself after this. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be too upset anyways, man, because you, you, you
1: definitely yeah. got your money's out of them.
0: So, um, I liked them. Um, I think I'll, I'll definitely go more expensive next time. I'm kind of leaning towards Sheen. Um, but man, I like Bottomland. I like well, bottomland pattern. And I know Sheen, well, had, Sheen has
1: bottomland. Yeah.
0: So here's what I will say, man. I know we had this conversation. I didn't mind the canvas back waders because I could get in the water neck deep. No, nothing in there. It wasn't until I got out and I had, I I could, I felt like I peed myself. And I know I didn't pee myself, but it was, here's uh, my thing. It was a whole I'm mess. not knocking
1: anyone. We've had them on the show. I think on a, on a show or an IG live. Who? The uh, Camel's Back guys.
0: No, we never. We were supposed to get them. They never uh, got on. They I think were they are on them.
1: IG. I, th- I thought they were on the IG with us.
0: No, they never had it. I mean, they, never. we've never been on them. We, we talked to them and they said. All right. Hey.
1: So yeah, we talked to them. We met them. Cool, man. You can get up to your neck. Here's the issue. You got up to your dick and you're <laughs> back. So who cares about yeah. getting to your neck? Yeah. That's my thing. Like, And, and I, was, like I was saying before, everybody wants to come out with all this new gear. And I'm for it, man. I love competition. I love it. I'm a year doe when it comes to waterfowl. But take your time and take – like I will say what I do like about the Sheen Shell Company They've been prototyping shells for almost five years. And now they're coming out with, you know, hitting the, you know they're just advertising now to come out next year. And they're still prototyping stuff. They're still R&D and stuff. So they have five years of data before they even like, all right, guys, now we're going to do a step forward. That's a half a decade of research and development on a product before they took their first step. Very respectable on that. Um, Now, I'm not saying, you know, these guys with um, canvas back or, you know, the full body weighters, you know, they didn't do all the research, but you've seen them. They're out, you know, social media. Everyone has a fancy IG. you got a fancy video, you know, and, you know, it's the cool thing to get. But does it really work? And I don't, you know, I got it. You could have been the one unlucky guy. But my thing is with a product that you spend over a thou a thousand plus, I'm gonna watch my buddy buy it, and when his and when they fail him, I'm done. Yeah, because I'm not gonna spend a thousand dollars and take the risk where everyone's like, oh man, dude you can get up to your neck. You didn't get up to your waist, bud. Before you, you, know, <laughs> before you were leaking. what do I yeah. care about you getting up nipple deep in the water? You don't know say yeah. like, that, 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 you know, that's what kind of kills me. But
0: I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. My thing is the idea though, if they never leaked, we'll, we'll kind of like go backwards. If they never leaked, there would have been, I, I would have liked the waiters, but I, I man, I, I don't know if I ever will again, buy some, um, I think the next ones I'm leaning towards are the sheens. Um, just because, uh, I don't know, man, I, I like the way the sheens look. I like um, the way the sheens look. And, and to be honest, if, if I don't get sheens, I'll probably get another pair of, uh, some, uh, neoprene Cabela ones. Cause man, they're not bad. Dude. The
1: Cabela has a breathable front
0: zip now. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah.
1: In that yeah, true timber, who has them? And,
0: yeah, uh, I don't know if he has a true timber, but uh, uh, my buddy Adam, the one that was at uh, 80, uh, 82nd, the doctor, yeah. he got them and he that he bought them at Cabela's. Like, damn, and they they look nice. I yeah. mean, they look um, they got the the shell holders and everything.
1: Yeah, Tony Vandamore from uh, Habitat Flats. I mean, that that's what he uses. Uh, yeah, he's you know he's you know he's an ambassador for the Cabela's brand, and you know. But yeah, I mean, uh, Sharp, Sharp is all sheened out from, from head to
0: toe. Oh, yeah, toes. He, yeah, he had a leak in his too.
1: Yeah, but it, it was one that replaced it in a timely manner. And he hasn't had I hundred, him, guys, a spec. And he was using, he had the sheen, he has a sheen jacket with a sheen hoodie, with a sheen hat, with a sheen waders. <laughs> He has the Sheen bibs, which I liked. The Sheen bibs I liked, and um, yeah, I think he just got the Sheen boots now. They're uh, little deck boots, little mud boots. And I don't know. I liked it. He busted a zipper while we were there. They overnighted him a new zipper. So I mean, and then and it got to us in you know BFE, um, Arkansas. You know, so yeah, I think Sheen. Sheen's definitely a brand that I like. I know. And then I'm probably considering getting some of those, you know, some of their waiters next. Uh, other thing I like about Sheen is I like the community they're building. <coughs> um, and some of the partnerships they are doing, they are partnering with rolling thunder, rolling thunder, you know, game calls. They're making you know, Rolling thunder knocked it out of the park this year with some of the calls that they, um, they're making, um, you know they have drake levy there they came out the big levy cut cut down this year uh, and then they they partnered with keith allen with P- a pure duck and you know they're taking over the, you know, they're doing the pure duck now i think all you know, i think when companies combine like that and and they make a hunting community that's positive and uh, i think I, I think it's awesome and it, you know it says a lot when there's guys that back them like that but then that goes by why we do this podcast and we, we try to get out to the viewers as much information as we can on some of these um, products. And that's one of the big reasons why we're doing the, the, you know, this call segment this year is, you know, to um, give you guys a, you know, a, the most in-depth discussion about a certain call or a certain product from the actual guy that makes them. Uh, or, the, or the guy who invented or developed it. So, you know, I guess take it for what that is.
0: But. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing too is, uh, man, if you got if viewers, if y'all have any questions, any doubts, man, trust me, you're not going to hurt my feelings. You're not going to hurt Joe's feelings. We've heard worse. Um, I, I think we definitely got thick skin, but I mean, let us know what your opinion is, man. And I mean, we'll hear it out. Man. And, uh, but, uh, if you have any questions about the calls and you want to, you want some questions about uh, these call makers, like, Hey, you know, what kind of material they use or, um, if they're using a cork or they're using, um, just what are they using? Um, I mean, reach out to us and we'll be more than happy to ask them. Uh, but, uh, other than that, man, you, you have anything?
1: No, man. Uh, good to be back. I know this is kind of like a, um, kind of like one of our shoot the shit types but you know, I, I like bullshitting about hunting and there's trend products I like bullshitting about uh for the viewers hey man keep grinding this season um yeah I know some guys are having rough ones out there and hopefully by the time this podcast comes out season will still be in but hey just remember man you can't kill them from the couch um yeah and you're gonna take a couple L's I mean you know as much as I've said my, my my first part of the season was phenomenal. One of my best seasons, one of my top seasons I've had in the last probably ten years. <clears throat> um you know, the last couple of days, last couple of hunts, man, have been rough. I think mean, I was telling you earlier, I've got on three hunts and killed one one pinto. Uh, in my last three hunts. So I mean but that's it, man. You can't kill him from the couch, keep grinding, and um hey man just like just like any given Sunday it mm-hmm. takes what it t- it takes one group of dumb birds to lock up and come to your decoys for you to get to beat beat up on them real quick and um yeah, uh, I know a lot of people are, are doom and gloom in this season, but and j- just be happy and be privileged that we still live in a country that allows to duck hunt and that allows us to waterfowl some places are losing that fr- losing that privilege. Um, so be safe out there. In these colder months, wear a life jacket if you're hunting in water. Obviously, if you're hunting in water, that you're in a boat out of.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: for, for Obviously, in the rice field, you'll need a life jacket. Uh, <laughs> unless, unless you're Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah there, are some mentally, there are some people out there who need some. Yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, kayak hunters, hey man, wear your life jackets. Um and then for even for the boat guys. Wear your life jacket if you're running outboard and all that. Hey man, put your kill switches on. But it's you know, it's it's I don't want you know, we in the last couple last two months or not not even two months, last two weeks, you know, we've we been reading reading a lot about uh people passing away with hunting. And uh it all has to a lot of it has to revolve around water and gun safety. Um man um, there's nothing cool about cutting edges, cutting corners on safety. Man, take your time, especially when you're around kids, teach them right, uh, because they're the future of the sport. But besides that, Chris, man, I have nothing. Uh, can't wait till we get on this new segment tomorrow. And, uh, for the viewers, um, stay tuned onto this podcast and uh, listen at some con French, uh. That our
0: buddy Jason's about to tell us how how to cook, but yeah, um, yeah, man, I, it was good. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Dow, um, man, Dow, man, they, man, they just have an outstanding outfit out there. It's crazy, um, and I'm not just saying that. I'm saying that because I've experienced it uh, firsthand. And uh, I mean, it, definitely check them out. Check out Jason from Edible Outdoors. His recipes, he has a website, he also has social media, reach out to him. Stand up guy, not give you the cold shoulder. If you have something if you have a question about cooking waterfowl, if you just want to talk ducks to him, I mean he'll conversate with you. Obviously, if he has a time. Um, we all we all are adults and we all have a life, but um, and then uh, good old A Bear man. yeah A bear, yeah, man, he's been amazing. Uh his his rigs have been life-saving for me um, and it, it makes it easier for me to go out or for anybody to go out and hunt and not worry about your rig getting all tangled up so I've had them where I balled them up in a, in a bag and I just throw it out and they they come out by themselves so check them out check out a bears decoy a bear uh, a bears uh, custom decoy rigs um, but like always y'all have a good one and uh, let bow and out fell.
1: Welcome back. It's our cooking segment with Jason Thornton from Edible Outdoors. Um, Jason, how are you doing today?
2: Outstanding, man. Thanks for having me again.
1: Hey, not a problem. Uh, If you guys, for the viewers, if you guys haven't seen the last or heard our last recipe, it was uh, teal quesadillas. They were phenomenal. Uh, I tried them. I'm going through the series after every, um, you know, I was fortunate. I have a a freezer full of some uh, waterfowl. So after every segment, I go back and I try to cook what Jason talks about for the family. And uh, the quesadillas were definitely a hit. I used I didn't use teal. I used speckle belly. Oh yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> they they came out pretty good. Uh, but yeah, then look at Jason on Edible Outdoors. He made the same um, recipe and uh, posted you know pictures. His looked definitely a lot better than mine did. Mine looked a little sloppy, but <laughs> it is what it is. So, uh, Jason, what do you have for us this month? All right, so
2: <clears throat> tonight, let's do some uh, some goose recipes. Um, let's talk about uh, Vin, which is a, a classic French dish, but don't let the, the name intimidate you. Uh, and what I do with this is I like to use the uh, goose thighs and legs, uh, which is something a lot of people don't understand how to use it. Uh, it can be pretty difficult to use. Uh, this recipe normally calls for Uh, Let's call it 10 or 12 uh, thighs and legs. And uh, it's a braising dish, so it will really break down those legs and thighs, which can take a while to cook. Uh, Unlike the breast, where you want to cook a medium rare, you know, hot and fast, you want to take the thighs and legs and you want to cook them low and slow. So with the dish, what I like to do is I'll take about four pieces of chopped bacon and I'll brown them in my in my Dutch oven. And once you get them crispy, you'll, you'll take the pieces out. I'll take the, the thighs and legs. now when I when I butcher my geese, I'll keep the thighs and legs together. And the same thing I do with my ducks as well. But uh keep your, your thighs and your legs together. And once you take the, the bacon out, you will brown those pieces in uh the bacon lard. Uh don't overcrowd your uh your Dutch oven if you need to use a, uh doing a couple of different batches. Uh and once they're browned, uh take them out and set them aside. Uh even if it takes you three batches to do this, do it. Uh, then what I'll do is I'll take one uh, chopped onion and one chopped bell pepper, put it in the um, in the Dutch oven and sweat it out till it's um, till they're wilted. <clears throat> At that point, uh, what you're going to want to do is uh, bring the um, the duck legs back, the sorry, the goose legs and thighs back, and you're going to see where uh, the plate that you reserved those legs on have some rendered juices add that to your dutch oven as well that's just good Um, at at that point what i'll do is i'll cover the the thighs with about three cups of red wine and use a good red wine Uh, a good friend of mine who owns a restaurant here locally told me that if you're not willing to drink the red wine don't cook with it either so use a red wine that you're willing to drink uh, whatever that may be for you uh, but use a red wine that you'll drink so you're going to want to cover your, uh, your legs with a red wine, uh, maybe three cups of red wine, and then use a cup of, uh, of chicken stock. And then I like to put about a half cup of brandy in it. So it kind of gives it a little bit of a sweetness. So you bring that to a, a pretty good simmer. And at that point, what I like to do is throw in some mushrooms. Uh, if you've got some wild mushrooms, that'd be great. If not just some regular white button mushrooms would be fine. Um, and then get that, like I said, to a heavy simmer. And then what I'll do is, is I'll put that into a, a oven that I've preheated at 300 degrees. Slide your Dutch oven covered into the oven for, at 300 degrees. And let's call it maybe two hours, uh, maybe three. You will know because if you check it at two and you pull your legs out and they're starting to fall off the bone, good. Um, so then you'll take it out after they're cooked. Let's call it two hours. Um, and then what I like to do is I'll thicken that up a little bit with a, uh, a flour slurry. So take some warm water and a couple of tablespoons of flour, AP flour, and mix it up and dissolve it in some warm water. And then that, add that to the um, to the cocoa van. Thicken that up, and then I like to serve it over whatever your desired starch is. I prefer mashed potatoes, uh, but you're not going to hurt my feelings if you do it over rice, if you do it over grits pasta but mashed potatoes is the key and i like to garnish it with a little green whether it be a green onions or uh, or even parsley and joey i'm gonna tell you this is good for goose legs this is good for duck legs this is good for turkey legs uh Man. for those who are, who are turkey hunters uh what you're doing is you're just braising it and it's just breaking down all that sinew and that tissue in a thigh which can be extremely tough extremely tough. yeah and it's just breaking it down, and it'll melt all that away. And I'm, it is one of my favorite dishes of all time. It, it translates to a rooster in wine, cocovan, mm-hmm. cocovan. Um, and that's what they would do in, in the classic French dish. They would take a tough rooster and break it down by braising it. So that's what you're doing Real. here is you're, you're taking these tough cuts, and you're breaking it down. You could probably also throw in the gizzards, which are also pretty tough. You could throw the gizzards in there, the hearts. Um, and then uh, again, serve it over rice or, or mashed potatoes.
1: Yeah, it still sounds good. You'll be proud of me, Jason. I'm I, in my freezer. I have a big bag of hearts that I, I'm you know every time I throw you know some more hearts in. so I'm, I'm a big. Uh, I am proud of you. Yeah, uh, you don't. I'm not those much of hearts
2: a, out there.
1: Yeah, I'm not much of a gizzard guy. I think I, it's a little tough for me.
2: Well, the gizzards—if you're not going to braise them like this, say you're going to fry a gizzard—and not, you know, yeah. get off the topic a little bit—but if if I'm going to fry the gizzards, I pre-cook them before I fry them. Really? So whether you do that sous vide or however you do it, um, if I'm going to do a sous vide, I'll sous vide them at 300 degrees for a couple of hours, take them out of the out of the, the water bath, and then fry them, bread them and fry them. Because if you're just going to fry them, just straight raw. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you will not be happy with the product. They are way yeah. tough. tough. So pre-cook
1: them first. Nice. I didn't think about that. But yeah, I mean, you're talking about a French dish. And I'm listening talking about it. And um, I, mean, I can't even pronounce that. Like, Coco... Coco <laughs> van, Coco van, And it sounds so fancy in French. And and then when you're describing how you make it, it's not that, you know... Like, you know how It's not that hard. From what it sounds like, You know, the stuff that we do every day, making a chili almost.
2: Exactly. Look, it's just braised in wine. Yeah. We'll we'll break it down to a vernacular that you and I can understand. You know, I'm a Marine, so don't don't use fancy words with me. (laughs) So, you know, let's just braise it in wine and we'll call it good. Yeah. So,
1: you know, for the viewers, you know, that's that's one to – to really, you know, if, if you're trying to impress the family or or, or for our single hunters, have you trying to impress that date? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely one. And it's really um, it, for the, what do you call it, for the new people that, that a lot of people don't like wild game. Um, I, I haven't found a person yet that doesn't like speckle belly, even if you cook it like a steak. Absolutely. But then, I mean, that's just such a good, you know, a, an easy, fancy way to talk, you know, talk through and even make inter, uh, some wild game to introduce to, to people. I mean, I'm looking at the time, you know, we've gone down some rabbit holes in a short period and it, it took, you know, it, we're at eight minutes now. And so there's not many steps and difficulties of, of how, you know, you're, you're not hitting it with a blowtorch, you're not, you know.
2: No, not at all. It yeah, literally is you know, and it's a one pot meal. Uh, the only thing that I, I didn't add was the the discarded bacon that you used earlier. Go ahead and throw that back in there. You know, it, or garnish it with the bacon on top. Yeah, but you know, I used to cook this a lot. Uh, I'd host uh, UFC fights uh, for the guys, and it got to the point where they didn't want me to cook anything else. They're like, "Hey, man, do that that red wine thing with the legs." <laughs> yeah, so and yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's a really good, you know, but like you said, though, if you want to introduce a, a new person to, to wild game, this is one to do it with because it is not an overpowering thing. It's not, you know, deer tongue where you can, the, the person eating is going to be thrown off just by the idea of it. Yeah. It's a, a leg and a thigh, you know, it's a bird yeah. thigh.
1: You're not eating you know, what you like to call it, deer tongue pate.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So it's a really good one. It, it It's not hard. It's one pot. It's easy cleanup, you know. It's one pot, you know, ob- outside of your starch. Uh, but you know, we can go into to do the the potatoes, but everybody can do. About
1: yeah, potatoes. everybody can do potato. Yeah, and you know what's funny is, um, for the viewers, you know, people are like, oh, people, how do I get that many goose legs? Go on a goose hunt with your buddies. You'll be surprised how many of them throw their legs away or they put them. And uh, I tell people this, you know. Sharp. The first time I was hunting with sharp. Well, we had, a, well, we we duck hunted one day and we goose hunted the next day, and we killed whew, about twenty twenty geese, and everyone's breasting the geese out and they're throwing the because I'm grabbing the cart up. Oh, I'll take that. Oh yeah, no, 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 give it yeah, give me the thighs. And I'll do. And he's back. he's laughing. He's like, "You guys from Louisiana don't." You know I'm like,
2: "That's good meat." It's Those a lot of meat on on a speckle belly thigh and leg. Yeah, suspect and snows, yeah. If you're going to host, you know, yourself plus three guys at a Super Bowl party or or a fight or whatever you're going to do, you know, I would suggest about four legs and thighs per uh, adult yeah. male, and you'll be fine. So, I mean, you know, two geese each. And like you said, if you go on a decent goose hunt, I mean, you've got enough legs and thighs to host a whole bunch of guys. Yeah. yeah. And this is actually a good thing to do with snows and blues, too. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, well, a lot of people don't know what to do with snows and blues. And I tell you, oh, it's, it's horrible. It's not edible. It's bull! Do this with your snows and blues. And I guarantee you, you will be happy.
1: Yeah, that's definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah, because you know, everyone doesn't like the, the snows, the blues and everyone talks about. How you know? What do you do with all those geese when you when you, when you kill the snow in the blue? Because you know a lot of people get you know gave them a, a bad rap. I know I grew up eating snow goose. Um, my dad used to make it in almost like a a gravy sauce. Uh, hold on, real quick. come back online Uh, computer was about to die but yeah made it like in a a gravy sauce Mm -hmm. but yeah uh, I think conservation season kind of gave the snows and blues a a bad rap
2: yeah it's also good if any of your listeners are out there uh, get a couple of uh, sandhills some sandhill cranes Yeah, and they've got some really big thighs and legs so you know and like i mentioned earlier it's it's good for your turkey hunters as well yeah
1: but jason for the viewers thank you for sharing this week's um uh recipe for this month that's gonna come out Absolutely. This, this will come out in january i mean when you guys are hearing this and um definitely appreciate it and for the viewers hey give us some feedback on the edible outdoors uh, uh ig and their facebook and on our um IG and Facebook on the uh, Flywood Connections. Show us some of the um the plates that you guys make. You know, we had, you know, one, we had actually one guy sent us um a review of what he cooked with the fajitas and um the quesadillas. And uh, that was awesome. And let us know things that you guys want for the viewers, what you guys wanna want us to talk about or whatnot. Like I said, it's not just gonna be waterfowl. I know when we get into summer months. There's fish and foresting and um, foraging and definitely some turkey. But (laughs) being a waterfowl podcast, we're going to hit up a little bit on the waterfowl. (laughs) But, hey, thank you very much, Jason, and thank you to the viewers, uh, and thank you for the support. Till next month.